All human thought, all science, all religion is the holding of a candle to the holiest part of Are we here because we gaze at the stars, or do we gaze at the cross we are here, pointless for When the stars were right, they could plunge the world to world the sky. When the stars were wrong, they could not live. But although they no longer lived, they would never really die. When the universe is vast and inexplicable, and you are weak and insignificant, then you know you are playing Call of Cthulhu. This is an actual play of Call of Cthulhu 7th edition, featuring adult themes and horror. Listener discretion is advised. Find our published scenarios at starsarewrite.com or contact us for help unleashing your own twisted tales upon an unsuspecting world. And now, settle in, dear listener. Intrigue, high adventure, and cosmic horror await when the stars are right. Hello and welcome back listeners. Today we will be playing session 18 of The Children of Fear, written by Lynn Hardy and Friends and published by Chaosium. Who are you playing and how are you today? How? I'm still playing Dr. Eudora Lockhart, a new fugitive from the law, and uh, I'm pretty sure we're going to get away scot-free. Brayden. Hey, Brayden here playing Sophie Possess Wine. I think we make a pretty good thievery team. Noxicals. I am playing Timur Stepanovich Rapin, and I am humming the Benny Hill theme tune as we run away. And Lydia. Hi, I'm playing Hasina Moes, who is feeling thoroughly, thoroughly ashamed of herself. And I am Fedra, you keeper for the day. And I can't wait to see how you get out of this one. Brayden, tell us what happened last time. The group continue their search for the ritual bowls amongst the bushes and weeds of the stupa, which have been disturbed as if someone had been there within the last few months. Through the use of the Malong mirror, Timur manages to uncover the spring where the mystical bowls were said to have been hidden, and Sofian takes an additional look through the mirror to see a scene of a sweaty man unearthing a wooden box. Timur uncovers a handkerchief with the initials RFM, which is quickly identified by Eudora as the initials of Robert F. Moorcroft, an archaeologist residing in Peshawar. Making their way to Peshawar and the museum, the team find a police officer guarding the front entrance from a group of street urchins. Entering within, the interior is all too familiar to Sofian, who recalls seeing the main gallery in a terrifying vision. Undeterred, the party peruse the various exhibits and happen upon the bowls required in the world-saving ritual. And so the planning of the great bowl heist begins. The team exit the museum, and buy general burglary supplies, then return at 10pm to take the bowls under the cover of darkness. Through use of brute strength, Eudora and Sofian jimmy the side entrance door open with a crowbar, and the team head within. The newest member of the party, Hasina, notices an exhibit that she hadn't taken notice to during the day. A preserved Egyptian mummy in a glass cabinet, which, due to her indefinite insanity, looks much fresher. Asina's stomach grumbles hungrily, and although Timur and Eudora attempt to restrain her, she manages to break through the glass to claim her delicious prize. Meanwhile, Sofian and Shen Chu continue with the plan, and hastily remove the bowls from their display, 
returning just in time to see Hasina restrained and to exit the museum with the rest of their party. Upon departure from the Grand Building, investigators notice those same street urchins from before who have been drawn by the breaking of glass. They quickly take off into the night. Having had their cover blown, will our heroes leave Peshawar unhindered, or will the consequences of their actions catch up with them? Let's find out. You've run out of the museum. What happens next? Well, I think we need to get to our caravan and get the hell out of here. Good plan. What's everyone else's opinions? I don't think we have a lot of choice, really. I think we have to pretty much chuck Hasina over my shoulder and <laughs> peg it back to the caravan. <laughs> I- ideally oh. via the back streets, if we can. Uh, We're already in trouble if they catch us with the bowls in our possession. We particularly do not want somebody wondering, like, why she's gnawing on an arm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what the penalty is for eating the museum exhibits, but it's got to be worse than just (laughs) taking them, right? (laughs) So you hopefully already know, after your discussions with Tenzin, that the next place you want to go is Rajir. And there are a couple of uh, ways to go there. Uh, The easiest one is the train. There's a frequent service from Peshawar uh, to New Delhi to Patna and then to Bhaktiyapur on the main Delhi-Hawath-Calcutta line. And then there's a connection to Bhaktiyapur-Bihar light railway and then straight to Rajya, which should take you... Yeah, so it will take you around two days to get to Patna, uh, including one night train. And then from Patna... Via Bhaktiyapur, uh, it would be another two to three hours. So that would be how fast you make it to your next destination. Or you could travel approximately uh, one and a half hundred miles uh, from Peshawar to Rajir, basically touristing along various Buddha holy sites. Or, mm. good on cash, you can hire a car or buy a car, uh, but it will take you one month of driving and it's not going to be the best conditions. Or, if you stick with your horses and your caravan, it will take you two months. As tempting as the thought of wacky adventures on a road trip is, I think the train sounds the most sensible, doesn't it? Absolutely. But the train does involve us staying in Peshawar, possibly wearing disguises. (laughs) When's the first departure? Well, they're very frequent and they include night trains. Oh, ho. Perfect. Mm Mm-hmm. So we could just uh, we could just run back to the caravan site and be like, we're leaving by. You could pick up only the important things and tell them you dismissed goodbye and then get a new caravan later if you need to. We could bring like one camel maybe. Um, you yes. bought the caravan, you purchased the caravan for five months. How long ago was that? That's a good question. Three months ago, right? Well, it's the 27th of December, 1923. It didn't we start in October? It's not been that long. Okay. Yes. Know, this was our second caravan. Yeah, your five-month caravan got slotted, so I have no idea how long you purchased that for. <laughs> we'll just tell these chaps, thanks for everything, uh, go home to your loved ones, happy Christmas, and uh, just just hop a train, right? Get a harmonica going, some... whatever people do on trains. Oh yeah, totally. Let, let's go full hobo. Oh yeah. Are you getting tickets or are you just trying to jump the train? We can get uh I think Eudora's good for some tickets. Let's see here. Yeah, let's buy some tickets. 
We don't need to steal anything else. <laughs> or we could just go whole hog. It turns out it's a lot cheaper living this way. <laughs> <laughs> I've got $70 cash. You should be okay. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I've got $40 and a $10 spending level. I reckon with all of your spending levels, besides Hasina's and Shen's, uh, you could get tickets. Hasina could probably sell some jewellery. It's probably a bit broken at this point, but she she probably was wearing quite a bit of it when, when she was um, buried. Oh, you so, is not can... going to let her do that. If she tries, she's absolutely not going to let you sell family heirlooms for this train ticket. <laughs> it is it is okay. Aww. We'll just shove Shen in a suitcase, right? <laughs> yeah, that's how that works. That's, that's, what you, that's how I get my children onto trains. She's, she's not that small. <laughs> Price the train tickets right now. I don't blame exactly, you. Exactly. Yeah, they're too expensive. We'll put a pair of dog ears on her and a leash and get her to. That's you know, <laughs> oh. free. Is that not okay? Nope. No. Nope. No, no, no. Too weird. Okay. <laughs> don't children, uh, children travel for free? You can tell them that she's really like five years old. Oh my god, that thing that your parents do that... Maybe this is just a me thing, I don't know. Anyone else's parents ever got them to lie about being like slightly over the age for a child ticket? The bus man asks you're under five. Do they still make you have the children's menu at restaurants and then the waitress brings you some crayons, I bet. Yes. Uh, Oh god, I don't even know. I kind of want that now, actually. (laughs) I miss those crayon things. (laughs) Okay. Uh... (laughs) So train yes uh do, do you go back to the caravan to pick up anything or are you going to tra- straight to the station well at the very least we need to pick up tenzin don't we <laughs> yeah we, we, we kind of need him to save the world he's been <laughs> so, here the whole time yeah we go through a madcap sequence where we have to hop on a train just as it's departing and it's like tomorrow run faster and then like finally we're on and like oh panting on the ground and then tenzin's just like oh friends you made it or session 19 is essentially home alone alone with Tenzin yeah that's even better (laughs) we could do the spin-off series and it's just him and like the king of fears goons like trying to break into his temple so he has to set a load of traps oh goodness all the guards are looking for the bowls and he's just uh, setting the traps to stop them Okay, you return to find Tenzin and your caravan. Everyone in the caravan is asleep. Tenzin is meditating. Have we managed to separate Hasina from her arm? No, the arm is with you. <laughs> <laughs> the arm is coming with. I haven't finished the arm yet. You get like a brown paper bag or something. Like... <laughs> uh, Tenzin looks at the arm and ignores it and says, Did you get the bowls, my friends? We did, yes. There's a slight problem, Tenzin. We have to go now. Very well. So we proceed. Tenzin says, Based on my readings of both Yuan Chang and Fa Xian's travel writings, and on the knowledge passed down to me by my gurus, I suspect that Sitavana, uh, where we can collect the elements necessary to craft the musical instruments required for the ritual, is located at Rajya. He gets up, kind of straightens his his tunic, and walks towards you. I give him a hug. <laughs> <laughs> he, he reciprocates. Yay. Very softly. So you're taking just yourselves. You don't really have... 
you, I guess maybe you have Some like luggage. a personal personal luggage each, yeah. but most of your staff are kind of in sacks because you're in a caravan. Mm. And they're not like willy suitcases you can take on a train as easily. So you won't be able to take all of your belongings. Mm. You gotta pick, pick your favorites in the night. Just all their guns. That's what we need. <laughs> Guns mm. for definite. I'm definitely bringing along my copy of The Travels of Marco Polo. Mm-hmm. All right, I'll bring Shen Chu. <laughs> <laughs> I leave anything relating to my brother Adam. Aww. Oh, man. That's really sad. It hurts my heart. It does. Just as I got over the feels from that last, <laughs> last time. So rough. I'll be honest, guys, Eudora is going to be the kind of packer. I don't know if you guys ever had the kind of friend who uh, you're supposed to be traveling together and they show up at the airport late and uh, they haven't so much packed their suitcases as just tossed all of their belongings into the boot of their car along with an empty suitcase and they insist on doing the packing in the queue for the check-in. Has anyone had this experience? And then they're like, no. oh, I brought too many things. Have you guys got any space in your suitcases? And you're just trying to, like, check in for your flight. Like, anyway, that's a whole thing. Um, Eudora does the, like, Victorian equivalent of that. Like, she's got a sack that is far too large, and she's got all her books and her maps, and she doesn't want to leave this behind because it's very important. Um, and so she will attempt to bring as many books as possible. <laughs> I think because he considers it one of his responsibilities to help look after Eudora. Timur, who I'm sure travels relatively light, will sort of quietly put some of the things that are falling out of her bag into his own bags. <laughs> Just following oh, along behind her, that. picking things up. Exactly, <laughs> stuffing them into one of my sacks. Hasina uh, doesn't have much to bring, but she's got a knife that presumably... <laughs> and an arm. <laughs> yeah, and an arm, absolutely. A knife she got from Timur. And... Um, couple of changes of clothes that she's borrowed from Eudora. Uh, that's about it, really. Uh, also, I think she probably doesn't have a suitcase, really. She, no, she's probably borrowed no. a sack or something from yeah. someone else. She can have I a spare trunk. So. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Sophian, yeah, he's not going to bring anything related to his brother. Is he going? Is there a specific you want to make sure he brings? Just his camera. Travelling light. And his moustache. <laughs> I'll yeah, leave that and, behind. <laughs> and a few pairs of clothes, that'll be about it. His gun. Okay. Amazing. You run off into the night to the train station. Can I get a group luck, please? Oh. What are we at? I'm at. He's got the lowest now? 32. That's lower than Shen. Is it still me with 29? It's still you. No, oh, boy. 29. That's a 74. Sorry, friends. Okay, so as you arrive, you've just missed a train, so you're going to have to wait a couple of hours until the next one comes. You are pacing anxiously. Better lie low. Perhaps we should, um, we should, we should get disguises. We should go back to the camp and we should borrow some uh, baggy clothes and hats and things. Uh, and then we can, we can pretend to be locals. Dr. Lockhart, the best way to remain inconspicuous will just be to wait for the train quietly and calmly. How could you just sit there? We, we just I've never stolen anything in my life. What would my what would my parents what would Charles say? Eudora's gonna just keep pacing back and forth at speed. I would recommend that the first thing you do is stop talking about stealing things. Sit down and stay calm. 
yes, all right, all right, all right, all right. And uh, she'll sit down next to you and then uh, start fiddling frantically with her hands and then she'll sit on her hands to try and stop that. This is going to be a really long wait for a train, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) And you wait for the train. Can everyone roll me a spot hidden, please? That's a pass. That's a pass. Normal success here too. Okay. You get the feeling that you're being watched. And you know that the train should be here in a few minutes. Do I get a sense of what direction I'm being watched from? It's hard to tell, uh, but probably from the entrance to the train station, you assume. Would it make sense to walk as far down the platform as is reasonable away from the door so that if we're, um, if we have to jump on the train quickly, we're further away from the door if someone is chasing us? Or is it not big enough a station to really, for that to make a difference? Just thinking we might be able to like blend into the crowd on the train if we, uh, if we can get in there quickly. Yeah, it, it should be long enough to be able to walk several paces down. Obviously, no one else is waiting for the train besides you. Oh, so it's not like there's a crowd to blend into. What sort of time is it now? Um, Presumably sort of I six think, in the morning the next day? Uh, maybe a bit earlier than that, maybe three or four. But it's ticked over to the Friday, hasn't it? I suppose so. I think you are right. Let's uh, Let's just take a gentle walk down the platform while we wait for our train. I don't like this, I don't like this, I don't like this, I don't like this. You know, I was just going to keep up a monotone of muttering to herself. Hesina is sort of shrunk into herself a bit and looking rather guilty and not talking very much. You see the train arriving in the distance and at the same time you think you can make out the form of a tall man wearing a turban starting to enter the station. Oh, no. Oh, is it that guy? Just keep walking and get on the train as quickly as you can. If it is necessary, I will find a way to slow this man down. The train feels like it's moving at a snail's pace. All right. As you're anxiously hopping from one foot to the other, (laughs) waiting for it to open its doors. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. And then the man stops towards the front of the platform and the train opens its doors and he enters one of the front wagons. Did he seem to clock us? You can't tell, he was quite far away. Maybe he glanced in your direction briefly, but he didn't seem to be staring at you. Was he wearing a guard's outfit? You couldn't tell. What, 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 what do we do? Do you think he's searching the, the train? Is he going to stop it? Are we, are we just walking into a trap if we get on? Ah, ah. Perhaps we should wait for the next one. The next one should be at around 6am. And that mm. is probably a slightly busier time, so more people will start arriving. There are two ways to view this. We can let this man leave on this train, on the fear that he may be the policeman from outside the museum. Or we can get on the train... And if he is the policeman from the museum, he is only one man. 
Yes, but that man did seem rather kind. I'd prefer not to uh, inflict harm upon someone. I would agree. But if the fate of the world is at stake... Yes. I think we should hide somewhere close by for a couple of hours and then he'll think we've taken this train. If he comes off the train or looks through the window and, and we're not here on the platform anymore, he'll presumably search all the passengers and search all the carriages for us. And then we can take the next one and... To be clear, Keeper. Yes? A, a dude in a turban is not an unusual sight, right? Uh, probably not. It is India. Hmm. God, I, I wonder what the odds are that uh, <laughs> the cop has decided that this train leaving town is the only place we might be and has decided to, to bank on it and leave town. On the flip side, I guess we would have told... The, did we tell anyone at the caravan where we were going? Has he just followed a very easy trail that we laid for him? I don't think we would have told them. Yeah. I think we would have just said we're leaving. You're free to go now. Mm. I think the most sensible thing to do is to get on this train. If we wait for another two hours, any number of policemen could turn up. I agree. That's true. good. That's true. All right. Very good. Let's go. You get on the train and your journey begins. You are now travelling to the town of Rajir in search of its sacred ancient charnel grounds. In particular, as Tenzin says, uh, one of the eight great historical charnel grounds of Indian legend, Sitavana, the cool grove, where you must gather the necessary components to create two musical instruments needed to complete the liberation rite to prevent the King of Fear from escaping Agatha. Can I get a read of what your investigators know? Five, please. What your investigator knows, India, Bihar and Orissa. While Central Asian invasions were a common occurrence throughout Indian history, it wasn't until the 15th century that Europe turned its sights on the subcontinent. The first official Westerner to arrive by sea was the Portuguese explorer Vasco da Gama, who landed in Goa. The Portuguese were then followed by the Dutch, the British and the French, in the end, it was the British that came to dominate Indian affairs, first under their East India Company and then the Raj. The country is currently ruled by the British from their winter capital in New Delhi. During the summer, the country is instead administered from the hill station at Simla. The province of Bihar and Orissa lies in the upper east of the country, bordering Nepal, which, like its neighbour Tibet, is officially closed to foreigners during this period. As the birthplace of the Buddhist faith, it contains many important religious sites, including Bodhgaya, where Prince Siddhartha Gautama achieved enlightenment beneath a pipal tree, so becoming the Sakyamuni Buddha. Amazing. Thank you very much. Uh, so you are traveling on the train. It will take you uh, two days and a few hours to arrive at your destination. You get some um, cabins for your overnight trains and you manage around in seats the rest of the time on your second day of travel, you bump into a newspaper headline. It says that Moorcroft, the archaeologist from Peshawar, has been attacked and both his home and the museum have been broken into and ransacked. Someone else is looking for the bowls. We weren't the only ones. Oh wow, well that's ominous. So someone could be on our trail. I mean, either that or they could be... Uh... Uh, t 
Tenzin, Tenzin, have you ever had visions of anyone trying to hinder our plans? I wouldn't put it past the King of Fear, but I'm afraid I haven't had any visions. How, how about you? None similar to this. Uh, not, not unless there's a bone altar and a Hindu holy man involved. Not yet. Every king has his subjects. He must have people working for him. Mm. Yeah, those depraved souls looking to bring about the end of the universe as we know it. You proceed with your journey? I think we do, with alacrity. We must keep our wits about us. Yes. Mm. What have we done with the bowls, by the way, at this point? That is a really good question. What have you done with the bowls at this point? Where are you keeping them? Mm. We didn't leave them in the caravan, did we? <laughs> I have fashioned a rudimentary helmet out of one of the bowls and um, wearing it at all times. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't think they're big enough to be a hat. I'm sorry. Nah. I guess the smart thing to do is to have... Um, I guess we'd all have like our bigger sack or trunk or whatever with our spare clothes and whatnot, but then maybe a little satchel or something on us with, you know, the way you keep your passport and your money close so that you don't get pickpocketed, hopefully. Who has the bowls? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm. Timur seems like a good bowl guardian, unless he's tired of guarding everything. I agree. He's quite lucky too, so... Yeah, I've got the... Yeah, metagaming it, I have decent luck, but also I th think I'm the handiest in a fight. <laughs> I believe so. I think so. Yeah, so... I think I might have you beaten in uh, shotgun terms, but other than that, I think you've got it down. So we can just... Uh, you're, you're a tall chap. We can just festoon you with uh, pouches and satchels of various kinds. You can you can carry all our quest items. <laughs> yeah, or I'll, I'll just... I'll put them in a bag. Mm. I'll put them, like, inside some items of clothing to try and keep them from getting broken and down at the bottom of the bag so that anybody who stuck their hand in couldn't just go, ooh, a ritual bowl, and walk out. Well, what about, what about when you're sleeping? One never sleeps. <laughs> I'll, put, I'll put them <laughs> under the covers with me. I've had a dream where I am being robbed and my possessions are being rifled through. I think keeping them very close by would be uh, wise. I would agree. This vision of yours, was it on a train? No, but I mean, we've seen that the dreams don't always come true the exact way that they've portrayed themselves. That is true. Whenever I've had this dream, I've always felt ill and have uh, been throwing up in the presence of these thieves. Train mm. seems like a way to get motion sickness, so... Are we feeling paranoid enough that we would consider setting a watch? Sleep in shifts. I think that's that would be wise. That's good thinking. There's not much else to do but sit around here anyway. Very good. I'll stay up first. We could split it two by two, perhaps. I don't mind joining you. The company would be fine. So every night during the train ride, since you saw that headline, there's always two people awake. That's what we're aiming for. Yeah. And are their balls always on Timor? I think so, yeah. I mean, if, if I can essentially keep them in a satchel, there's no reason I can't take them with me to the bathroom or continue mm -hmm. to wear the satchel sort of on my front while I sleep. And whoever's on watch can just watch you like a hawk. Yeah. If you're on watch, are you still having it on you? Yeah, I mean, I'm going to... I mean, when we say watch, I think we're just sitting awake in the cabin, right? We're not, like, standing in the corridor suspiciously or anything. 
<laughs> guns drawn. Yeah, just like pre- pretending to read or or, or sketch or yep. whatever, whatever people did on trains before they had mobile phones to stare at. Uh, during the night train, before you take your final swap, please roll me. Uh, listen, everyone who's awake. Which which shift is Would it? Be Hasina and Timur. Or? Is it the the first half of the night or the second half of the night? Uh the first half of the night. And me and Sophie in there. Okay. I failed. Me too. Okay. Oh goody. <laughs> Some uh, sentinels we are. You are sitting there having a lovely time watching, and suddenly. You hear a scream coming from a cabin nearby. Evan, Sofian, did you hear that? I did. Uh, Timor, Hasina, wake. Shenshu. <laughs> Tenzin, all of us. <laughs> Everyone awake. What, what, what is it? What? There was a scream. From where? Another one of the cabins, perhaps. We should investigate. Why? <laughs> Good question. Let's stay here. <laughs> Why don't you, know you throw the balls Let's go back to, sleep. to wake them up? <laughs> <laughs> I am entirely serious. If we wish to make it to our destination in one piece with these items, and we are worried that they may be stolen, if there is trouble in another cabin, let there be trouble in another cabin. Well, I'm only concerned that, that trouble might be migratory. Um, I suggest one of us, perhaps, go and quietly take a look, and if it's just, you know, somebody stubbed their toe, then no bother. But uh, if, if if bandits boarded, boarded the train at the last uh, stop, we'd want to know, wouldn't we? Yes, and we would set ourselves ready yes. here in this room, would we not? Yes, and, and better to have some warning. Splitting the party is a terrible idea and has proven to be so several times. Oh, damn it, you're right, Timor. All right, everyone sit down and draw your guns. <laughs> you're, you're not wrong. Why don't I take a peek out of the door mm. without leaving the cabin? Sounds good. I do hope you don't see Passages. Do ha- actually, do we have a do we have a bathroom um, in the cabin, or would we have to like go down the corridor for a bathroom? I'd say you probably have to go down the corridor. Okay. Are you poking your head out? I think I will hand the satchel to Sofian. Okay. And then, with my gun in my hand, peek out of the door. Mm-hmm. So, two things happen. And they're both bullets straight through your kneecaps. The first one is <laughs> oh, that you're instantly aware of a nauseating smell oh, no. coming from nearby. Oh, I knew it. Please roll mm. me a constitution roll. I knew it. Just me. Yeah, because you poked your face out. Uh, that's a pass. In fact, that's a, that's a hard pass. Okay, you managed to hold it together. And you see in the light of the train corridor two horrifying and yet familiar creatures. Not quite human-like, not quite dog-like. They are pisachas. Roam is spot hidden. Are they wearing hats? <laughs> <laughs> That's a fail for my spot hidden by quite a way. It's sixty-six versus fifty-one. They are hard to see in the in the half light 
of the train corridor. So you can't distinguish anything specific about them, but you can for sure tell what they are. I'm going to very quietly step back and close the door. And there are three of them, and you can tell that they're heading in your direction. Okay. What's out there? Pisachas, three of them. What, here? Cover your mouths with something. The smell is almost unbearable. Pull your weapons. Is there somewhere that we can hide the balls? Here in the cabin. Now, quickly. Uh, yes. Under the in this cabinet. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's got three dead bolts in a padlock. Which Why aren't we safe? using the safe that we brought with us? <laughs> <laughs> There's a secret compartment on the ceiling of the cabin. <laughs> yes. And it's hidden by an upside down portrait. They will never find it. <laughs> in all seriousness, how do the beds work? Are they sort of fold out things or? Bunk beds, I'd say bunk beds and so are there any sort of chairs or anything mm. somewhere where we could stick the bag basically do we not want to keep them on us in case we need to like run away down the train and then jump off the back or something i mean we're not running away through a tiny train cabin door mm. they're not going to just let us pass I, I meant in the other direction they're not coming both ways at once right what other direction we're, we're in a train There's cabin <laughs> Oh, sorry, they're right on the they're other side of the door. They're right outside your door. Oh, God, okay, scratch everything. I thought you saw them coming from a bit of a, di bit of a distance. Sorry, yes. By all means, let's take them under a seat. Uh, there is a very simple chair. <sighs> Put them under the simple chair. <laughs> I think the simple chair might be better used as a barricade, might it? Or a common chair. <laughs> yeah, like... <laughs> uh, so would Sofian have gotten, like... Deja vu from his visions at this point. Most definitely. Sophie and roll me sanity, please. Okay, sanity. I am losing it. Oh, and also Timor. Sorry, you saw them. You're supposed to roll a sanity Ooh. as well. My bad. I failed. You lose one sanity, Sophie. Oh, I failed as well. Fantastic. Have you lost sanity from Pisachas before? I think I have, yeah. Did you keep count? I did not. <laughs> well, then you're losing. You're losing more. If you're losing sanity from any type of mythos creature, I recommend yeah. writing it down, uh, so that because you're not, you can't lose more than a certain amount. But if you don't write it down, you're gonna mm. lose more sanity. How long does it take to wear off though? Because it's been one weak. point every uh, development phase. Oh, development phase. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So what am I losing? Uh, 1d6. Oh my goodness. Three. Okay, you're, you're, you, what, how, what, um, so what is your, uh, instinctive reaction? Automatic response? Upon seeing them? Yeah. I imagine I swear in Russian louder than I wanted to. <laughs> and then I yeah. step back and close the door more loudly than I wanted to as well. Yeah, so they've definitely seen you. And you can proceed as you were. Okay. Make sure to keep a, keep an eye on your indefinite insanity scores for the day. Yeah, no, I'm good. Mm-hmm. Shen, get behind us. Shen does so. Does this window open? If things start going very horrible, you find a way out of here. Uh. You must save the world. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> okay, everybody tie something around your face. The smell 
It is very strong. What are you tying around your faces? I plug my nose with my mustache. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. Uh, how can you demonstrate this for me to see if it's possible? I'm attempting it right now, and I'm here to say <laughs> it shouldn't be attempted, even if it might technically be possible. Okay. You're like okay. a pickle central. <laughs> You're just going to start sneezing repeatedly. Mm-hmm. I shove my pocket handkerchief in each nose. One end each, in each side nose. of the nostril. Okay. Yes, in everyone's nose. How many noses. noses does Sophian have? <laughs> he is the all-smelling. <laughs> well Asina's probably used to the Mm. smell anyway but she'll she probably has one of those big like floaty scarves that you can just throw a fold up over your head or you probably feel like a certain sense of morbid curiosity about your your fellow pisaches like you feel you feel a certain kinship yeah oh dear Oh no, Hasina's gonna. Maybe Hasina should like try and establish dominance as alpha to pin them and groom or them. something. <laughs> and just like go off and yeah. tell when them. They come off. in, just lift your leg and pee on yeah. them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <That'll> work. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Hasina, no. It doesn't take long until you hear uncoordinated banging on your door. Oh, and. No. Ghoul noises. Okay. I'll place myself against the door to give it a better chance of of not being pushed in. And I'm going to try and listen as well as I can at the door to see if I can get a sense of roughly where one of them is. And I might shoot through the door. Oh, fun. As you are probably already aware... Pisaches have three attacks per turn. They move fast, so... They sure do. (laughs) Mm -hmm. They're going to try and break down the door. Because Timor is holding it on the other side, I'm happy to um, give them a penalty die. But Timor, did you want to strike first, or are you waiting until the door looks like it's caving in? Uh, I mean... If if they're making banging noises like they're seriously trying to open the door, I'm trying to determine where I think a shot would get one of them and I'm shooting through the door. I think you're fairly safe. Like, <laughs> are they probably covering the door? So you can go ahead and, and, and give it a shot. Obviously, because there's an obstacle on the way, that would probably be a penalty die, but it is kind of point blank, so it probably goes out. Okay. All right. So I'm going to give... I'm going to pull my Mauser pistol from my from my inner pocket going to give it a little nod of respect I'm going to aim it for about where I think the sort of centre mass of one of them would be based on mm-hmm. how tall I know they are and I'm going to take a shot that is a zero one. Oh, oh what you crit it yes. oh John wow yeah. that's amazing Oh my god! All right, how this? So this is a piercing thing, right? Yes. Okay, so that's twelve damage mm-hmm. before uh, uh, straight away, and then I get mm-hmm. another d10 plus two. Yep, go for it. Um, at another nine, so twenty-one damage. Oh my oh, lord! Wow! Wow! I oh, have yes. some bad news for you. I am just reading the entry here, and it says firearms deal half damage. Rounded down. Oh, uh, come on. 
Through the door. Or against ghouls. Against firearms. Ghouls. Ghouls. Firearms against ghouls. That's okay. That's, I mean, Um, that's still, that's still ten. Yeah. So you hear a wounded guttural noise coming from outside. And then some scattering about. And then some running and kind of slowly dragging away. And then there's silence. You've scared them off. Heck of a shot, Timur. My pistol has never let me down. Do you think it's dead? I heard it dragging itself away. How long until this train gets to its stop? Because they will be back. It shouldn't It shouldn't be too long. Oh, no, it's the beginning of the night, so you still have the rest of the night. I do not think there will be any more sleeping. It'll be a long, long night. Where are the other passengers? We, we did hear that one scream. Did it attack them? Or did it know to come for us? Are people awake now there's been a gunshot, Keeper? Uh, probably. The train isn't very full, but you can hear commotion and people speaking outside. Uh, maybe some crying. We've got to press the advantage, surely. We can't just let these things run around and, and, and prey on innocent people. I agree. What do you suggest we do? Well, Eudora stands up brandishing Purdy and uh, tries to have a look through the little window in the in the door. Can we see the thing having left? Uh, yeah, there's a trail of blood. Look, look, you, you, you wounded it pretty badly. Or maybe you even finished one off and the other one's dragging it away. Let's see if we can do anything for these poor people. What if they have already left the train or they have hidden? Do you want to be running around this train with your gun out? Do you wish to be arrested? That will also step in the way of our goals. Well, Timur, there's a trail of blood leading straight to our cabin. If we're going to be arrested for possession of firearms, I I, I think that ship has sailed. I don't think anyone's going to complain if I blow a hole in a monster that's about to eat their child. I'm going. Who's with me? Uh... Asina is shooting Eudora a look about the comments of monsters eating their children and um, such like. I'm trying not to take this personally. Sina, this is a teaching moment. I want you to pay attention to these chaps and, and mark the differences. No hats, for starters. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. What if I become like them? You can't. Perhaps what I am is is, is just the first stage. Now I... isn't the time, dear. Here, take this rifle. Come with me. I'll put the bag back on. I'll put the satchel back on and I'll say, Shentu, you do not leave my side. Do you understand? Yes. If I tell you to run, you run. If I tell you to hide, you hide. You do as you are told, and I will keep you alive. Okay. Benson, here's a gun. (laughs) Yes. Uh, no, thank you. Okay. Well, come on, let us follow the blood trail. You look around and you see there some people dressed in uniforms, uh, working at the train, perhaps talking to... Uh, a crying man from a nearby cabin. Uh, he's kind of, they look like they're trying to calm him down. And then they look at the trail of blood and you and they say, what What happened here? Uh, we were attacked. Uh, did they come through here? 
I heard I heard this man scream and I I came to see but I have I haven't seen anything. Do you know who did this? Say in um Hindustani there was something unnatural here. Something of of the night. Uh roll me luck, Sophie, and see if this person you're addressing is uh superstitious or not. Oh success. Okay. He he looks scared and he says, Okay, yeah. Uh, is it gone? I have no idea. We're going to go find out. Get, get everyone back to their cabins. Yes, I, I'll, I'll make sure everyone everyone stays inside and stays safe. safe. Thank you. And he heads back. Uh, gives the, the crying man a blanket. Here, hide <laughs> under this. Most people seem to have stayed inside the cabin as soon as they heard screaming and didn't see anything. Uh, and no one seems to understand what the man is saying. He's pretty incoherent in his rambling. All right. Does the blood trail continue? The blood trail continues and then leads to an open door that uh, uh, leaves the train. It looks like they jumped off. Oh, right. Uh, well, phew. Like as, in, as in like an actual outside door of the train is open? Yes. Okay, I'm going to hand the satchel to Sofian. Sofian, you have yep. the satchel. And the train's okay. still moving, right? And I'm going to lean out. And look up and down the train. Because these things look like they could climb. They had sharp claws, right? Mm -hmm. They could be hanging onto the side of the train or any old gubbins. Oh, a spot hidden. I grab Timor's coat as he does so, just in case he falls. Uh, okay, I fouled by two, so I'm going to spend two luck to make that nice. a pass. Okay. Uh, you don't see any sign of the besetchers. Okay. Got to pull the door shut. Is there a lock? Uh, there is kind of there's um there was there was a draggy lock but it's been broken. Are there any things in the ceiling like a hatch? No, and there's no hatch that they could have escaped from. They, it looks like they just jumped off. Ah, uh, see, I, I'm more worried about them mm. having mm, gone up to the did. roof of the train, oh. and then if there is a hatch in the ceiling of them coming back through it. Mm. Well, there are definitely hatches to the roof somewhere in the train, just not where you are now. But we followed the blood trail, yeah. so we should be safe. Okay. I'm I'm more concerned that somebody sold them a ticket. <laughs> <laughs> fair dodges, definitely fair dodges. I think we may be safe for now. I do not think that anybody else is sleeping tonight. No. No. <laughs> No. Not after that shock. Not for a long time. Another one of our dreams comes true. You return back to your cabin. Everyone seems safe inside. And there's no commotion for the rest of your journey on this train. Ooh. And off you are to Rajya. Before we start the next chapter... It's time for some keeper rewards. Ooh. Ooh. Exciting. So the first uh, few things are for everyone besides Hasina. Oh. Because she wasn't there. I'm sorry, you can't get sanity <laughs> rewards if you weren't this there. This is discrimination against zombies. I'm sorry, but it is. <laughs> yeah, not inclusive at all. The worst. It's the worst I discrimination. I better, Phaedra. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone uh, gain one sanity point for surviving the Taklamakan Desert. Hey. I'm on 37. 
You guys are cuckoo crazy. I'm rocking a 56 over here. Oh, hey. Everyone gain one sanity point for surviving the mountain crossing. Yay. That includes me, nice. presumably. I, well, you lived there, so yeah, I'm not I mean, sure. You spent your whole life <laughs> Well done. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> sure if you would get sanity for it. I'm <laughs> you sorry. It by now. I'm going to tell you when you're included. Okay. Not, not for a little bit. Okay. Uh, everyone, besides Asina, it's, it's, it's implied, uh, <laughs> gain one sanity point for discovering Miss Abernathy's fate Ooh. at Rattown. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Rattown. I wonder how she and Shania are doing. Mm. We haven't had a call to call upon any rats for assistance yet. We should have gotten them to steal the balls. Ah, oh, you're right. <laughs> Everyone, for never revealing who was behind the god mutilations in Moran, lose one sanity point. It was me all along. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, lose 1d4 plus 1. Oh my lord. For letting Vera die in the hands of the mob. <laughs> Oh, that's fair. But you've been sat on that. You've been dispensing one point at a time and now they're all just going to be lost. <laughs> oh, my Lord. I am down, down, down. Yeah, I just rolled maximum. So that's five gone. I got four gone. Oh, dear. I got four as well. And Shen oh, just dear. lost the max. Oh, no. Please gain 1d4 sanity points. For saving Hasina Moyes from the wrath of her village. Oh, hey, another four back. <laughs> My roll was one. Me too. One. Great. But Shen rolled Still four. That's probably more important. That is. Oh, yeah. She is the future. Everyone, including Hasina, gain 1d4 sanity for saving the life of the runner. Ooh. Yay. Oh, yeah, he was nice. Oh, he wasn't with us, I got one again. I only got fella. one. Two. Oh. I need it. Oh, I like that. Yeah, you really did. (laughs) Everyone gain one sanity point for recovering the ritual balls. Yay. Lose 1d4 for stealing. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't say that, so you're fine. Lose 1d6 because it's a Friday. (laughs) (laughs) Can you remind me, did you kill one of the Bisachas at the Taklamakan? I killed all of the Bisachas at the Taklamakan, didn't I? Yeah, we wasted. Did you kill them or or did one of them run away? I think I got them all, didn't I? I thought he... I'm fairly certain. I thought one, you killed one of them and one of them ran off. Quick, to the archives. <laughs> what is, well, yeah, what does the, um, the uh, catch-up document say? Whatever we choose, we're going to get angry listeners <laughs> writing in and telling us. Please write us in and tell us what we, what we said wrong. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, uh, Timor, for killing a Pisacha, uh, gain 1d6 sanity points, please. Yay! No one else has killed anything, so no one else gets anything. Ooh, five. Ooh. I've gone higher than I was at the beginning of this. The party were Good able start. to dispatch their foul-smelling foes, so apparently two. Hmm? Both of them were killed. Oh. Dispatch, is that the same as kill? Yeah. Because yeah. one of them ran off. Okay. Are you sure one of them ran off? I'm pretty sure I no, got them not. both. Fair enough. I think... You probably get it for the type of monster anyway, rather than for the amount. Mm. Because, like, you get 1d6 per rat thing you killed. We should just go back and (laughs) burn them. Burn that place to the ground. There's no way, yeah. Become hyper sane. Yeah. (laughs) So Janyu would have gained 1d6 at this point uh, if his fate was different. Janyu, if you're out there listening. (laughs) It's too late for Janyu. 
Oh, uh, Tenzin didn't fare very well in trains. Oh, no. <laughs> is it the wheels? the wheels? Is it the wheels, Tenzin? Partly the wheels. And uh, to be fair, at first he was taken aback by the noise and the heat. Uh, but after a while, he did realize that they're not as dangerous as he, he, he initially felt and became fascinated. Mm. He spent most of the journey when uh, you weren't in danger, in danger uh, interrogating... Eudora, who has some points in mechanical repair, that's mm-hmm. uh, bombarding her with questions about trains <laughs> just continuously and expecting her to know the ins and outs of how engines work. Oh, she would have maintained a monologue regardless of how much she knows. <laughs> Your travel to Rajir is also fraught with more visions. The visions are becoming more and more frequent in time and they're starting to get more depressing, uh, some of them perhaps having uh, an apocalyptic feel to them. Hasina, you haven't received many visions before, uh, but the main impression you get of them is the image of you and some others, uh, most of your companions here, others you don't recognize, are wading through a dense, snow-covered jungle as leeches drop from the branches above and worm the way under your clothes. Ooh. Eudora, you get the dreadful feeling that you failed to prevent the opening of the gates. Looking around you, you're in the library of the School of Archaeology, and it's burning down. Heaps of books, including your copy of The Travels of Marco Polo. Nothing but dust. Oh no! You leave, heartbroken, only to see that all of Peking is scorched to nothing as well. Sofian, you also get that dreadful feeling. The lake in your hometown, Srinagar, has turned black as night, and it's flooding the town fast. You look at your childhood home from afar, as it's almost completely submerged, and then you see a corpse, bloated, float from inside the house onto the surface of the water. There is nothing else left. Timor, you get that dreadful feeling too. You find it hard to keep your footing as the earth shakes all around you, but you know you must find them. You reach the ruins of your home, and you see her, your daughter. Manya's corpse is crushed under the rubble, blood covering her face. Part of her teddy bear is still clutched in her little hand. Those are the kind of dreams you have. I feel like I got off lightly there. Mm. And your daughter. Well, they are the most significant part of your background, so. Yeah, I imagine Timur wakes up like properly cold sweat, gasping. And you get these dreams in little bits and pieces over many, many nights. Eudora frequently uh, can be seen digging through her bag to dig out the travels of Marco Polo, which she keeps wrapped um, in an old shawl of her mother's. It still smells like her. Um, just to check that it's okay and that it hasn't, like, frayed or burned or anything. She knows it's silly, but, you know, got to make sure. Uh, Shen Chu also tells you, I, uh, I've been dreaming of a, a terrifying thing. This this massive scorpion attacking me, and it, it looks so dangerous, and, and, I, and I think it will kill me. It won't kill you. We'll be here. We promise. All the other dreams can have come true. Do you think, do you think these ones will as well? Researchers did not get the balls. That's true. Yes, and we weren't attacked by a Buddha statue. Exactly right. 
this one won't come true either. It's probably just going to be a medium-sized scorpion. You know, <laughs> head height at most. <laughs> you can overpower it easily. But if you're a good girl, it will not come. So keep behaved. Don't <laughs> <laughs> your vegetables. <laughs> yes. Clean your room. Do your homework. <laughs> I think that we really shouldn't let those gates open. We're doing everything that we can. Do you trust me, Shenchu? Yes. I won't let anything happen to you. She nods. Yeah. Um. And Sofian will look out the window longingly and with a look of sadness in his eyes. Very good. Speaking of the window, Hasina is going to take the mummy arm after she wakes up from this first vision, this horrible vision, and throw it out the window. Growth moment. <laughs> She's trying. She's Progress. trying. That brings us to the end of today's episode. Thank you so much, everyone. Brayden, Noxicals, Hal, Lydia, and of course, our amazing co-editor, Jason. You've all been the best. And a big, massive thank you to our listeners. You're all exceptional. Your listens, comments, and ratings are incredibly helpful. But if you want a way to support us further, consider joining us over on patreon.com forward slash stars are right where you get early access to episodes. We'll be back shortly to record Beyond the Madness for our cult elder and avatar tier patrons. They get access to behind the scenes discussion after every episode, as well as bonus episodes, exclusive Discord channels and more. Speaking of Discord, you can find an invite link to our Discord community, as well as all of our social media links on our website at starsareright.com. Come join us now. Farewell, dear listeners, until the stars are right again. Before moving on to this week's Beyond the Madness, let's take a moment to read one of our latest reviews. If you'd like your own review read out on the show, go to stazaride.com forward slash reviews, where you can find links to all the platforms you can rate us on. Angela Trapella said, I highly recommend listening to Children of Fear. It is a gigantic odyssey and extremely engaging. I found myself transported back in time on an adventure journey through Asia, filled with many mysteries, secrets, battles, and surprises. The investigators and keeper, with their captivating personalities, enhance this experience every step of the way. Thank you, Angela.